Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. I'm your host, John Malika. And as always, I'm joined by my buddy, my co-host, my pal, The Rock, The Foundation himself. My man at Winning Peak Weekly, Greg Albert. What's up, man? What's going on, John? Happy to be back. Happy to be here for another Jets episode. A lot going on in the NFL but even more is going on in Jets' world. And I'm happy about it. I'm here to talk about it. Jets' Twitter's a buzz. Jets' YouTube's a buzz. People are talking. People are speculating. It's been a great couple weeks in the, to start the offseason for us. Yeah, I mean, the coaches are moving. Uh, the AFC Championship or the Pat Mahomes Invitational, <laughs> as, as it is uh, these past years, that's all settled. We got Chiefs-Eagles, Andy Reid coming home, the brothers. A lot of fun things going on in the NFL. We got Sean Payton coming back. Denver hates draft picks. <laughs> so that's yeah. the thing over there. And as you said, the dominoes all kind of go. So with the Denver moving on and trading for Sean Payton, we grab their head coach slash guy who should have been home getting paid doing nothing, our boy Nate Hackett. Lots of speculation around Nate Hackett, right? There's a there was the initial reaction we had last episode where it was what are we doing here? This is the Jets being incompetent, taking you know a failed head coach and now just plugging him in. Um, this might this must be all about Aaron Rodgers, which we'll get into later. Otherwise, it's a complete failure. It seems that nobody actually thinks that except for Jets fans, <laughs> which is I think yeah. a good sign uh, at the moment. Um, I, I think the knock on him at this point is very, very specific. He doesn't call plays. And then when he does, he's with a good quarterback. But then we have the quarterback talking about how much he loves Nate Hackett, which we'll get to in a bit too, uh, you know, on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday with the Pat McAfee show. So now that the dust has settled a little bit, just on Nate Hackett himself, how do you feel about you know the West Coast offense staying the same? Zach Wilson, the only quarterback that's currently on our roster, he doesn't have to learn a new language. Like everyone yep. that professional football talks about, how that's the most difficult part about the whole thing. And you know we got Keith Carter, the offensive lineman from the Titans. I mean, I don't even know what kind of run scheme we're gonna run. I mean. Is it going to be his own? Is it going to be power? I don't. I don't really know how that's going to mix. Uh, I, I'm really excited about it. What are your thoughts right now on how this? You know, the coaching room is coming up, and do you have anybody in mind for the wide receiver coach position, or we're kind of just letting that play out? Yeah, I don't have anyone in mind off the top of my head for wide receiver position. Um, or QB. Or the wide receiver coach. coach, QB coach, nothing like that. Um, you know, I don't know what Marvin Harrison's doing, but if Marvin Harrison's a wide receiver <laughs> coach, get those speculations about Harrison Jr. coming to be the Jet, I don't know. Maybe that's like a little 
you know, Nate, Nate Hackett, Brunson's dad coming in, a little bit of those vibes. I forgot. Um, I forgot which coach was. Uh, which coach? Honestly, even which sport? Whether it was the NFL or the NBA, talking about how they don't want to be that bad that they're gonna draft so high and get such a good player. Was it about Joe Burrow? I think. I think somebody was talking about Joe Burrow. Maybe. I forgot. Uh, talking yeah. about we're never gonna get a player like Joe Burrow because we're never gonna lose that much. You know what I, I mean? I feel like it was. I don't know why, but I feel like it was Sean McVay. For the Rams talking about that when he was like on the sideline talking to someone in like NFL films or something, caught a clip of it and it was like all over Twitter for like a week or two. We're like, man, I wish I wish I could draft someone like you, but I never I hope I never have to draft someone like you or something like that. Yeah, so that's because, how I feel about Marvin Harrison. <laughs> yeah. I, think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a top five pick. So I'm not I don't yeah. I mean I'm sick of the, the the luring of nepotism here. I mean that's that's yeah. kind of what this segment's about. I'm hoping that these two coaches are are standalone uh, by themselves. I mean, I just I kind of want Byron Leftwich in here. That's kind of why, as a QB coach, to just hang out with just hang out with uh, Zach Wilson maybe uh, when he's not getting yelled at by the offensive coordinator. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just like a yeah. Now that he's killed Tom Brady, bring him in. You know, let him relax, celebrate a little bit, give him his flowers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'll celebrate. I'll celebrate Leftwich walking in here. Yeah, I'd be fine with that passing game corner or, or you know coordinator QB coach. You know that's okay with me, um, dude. About uh the the line coach that we got from Tennessee and Keith Carter, and I think he's also right has a title of like run game coordinator as well. So yeah, he's he's the run game guy, bro. <laughs> it is a scheme that we're running, or we also talked about it on the last episode, and I think people are overlooking it too. Nathaniel Hackett knows how to run the football. We talked about it with the Bills, number one or number two offense in the league. Again, with EJ Manuel as their quarterback. Then again, he went down to the Jacksonville with Blake Bortles as his quarterback, number one rushing offense. But also, too, when you look at those stats, I think something that we didn't dive into that someone pointed out was the offenses were still like on that chart, top 10 offenses. So it's not like they were number one at rushing the ball and they were like, you know, 28th or something like that at passing. They were still really good passing offenses as well. They're top 10 overall offense. Tannehill. So. With Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill where? In, in, uh, With Tennessee. Oh, you're, oh, I was talking about uh, Nate Hackett. Sorry, I'm talking oh, about okay, Nate Hackett. Okay. When he was the OC in Buffalo, then he was the OC in Jacksonville. Um you know, those were some good offense that he oversaw, both the running and the passing. So mm-hmm. when you talk about Nate Hackett, a lot of people focus on Aaron Rodgers. I think rightfully so. Aaron Rodgers has said a lot about Nate Hackett over the last year or two. Um, people get very caught up in recency bias in the last year. Um, we've talked about it on this podcast. I really do believe it. Head coach is so much more than a coordinator. People don't realize that defense was, when he was in Denver, that defense was cooking. It was the offense that was the problem. And offense hasn't been his problem really throughout his career. I think he ran into a Russell Wilson problem that I've been talking about for two years now that is tough to overcome. Um, speaking we'll of, see. we'll see. Speaking of, I mean, we have a Zach Wilson problem right now. That's the only quarterback. Wilson, Wilson I got a bad, it's, it's bad <laughs> vibes. That's the only quarterback on the roster right now. Mike White, it's being reported by Rich Simini that he's going to get about five to eight million, which I think is good. And I think he's going to be a QB two with an eye for QB one. And he has a perfect position on the LA Rams. He should go yep. to LA. SoFi stadium indoors with McVay and just with and LaFleur and just hang out, wait for Stafford to not play a full season. Baker Mayfield's going to be gone and just kind of fit in that nook there. Unfortunately, I really don't see that there's a position for him here. But let's speak about quarterback positions, man. No matter what, at most, this new coaching staff that we're talking about with Hackett and Carter have two years. At most. Right? Yeah, at most. If they don't get it together. If they don't get yeah. it together. Like of course, if we make the playoffs two years in a row, uh, no one's getting fired. It's gonna we're gonna celebrate, right? Even if we lose in the yeah, first I don't, round, I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people throw around like the playoff mandate. I think if we improve, especially if we improve as an offense, 
and we stay the same as a defense, like this AFC is going to be tough for the next 10 years, right? The three best quarterbacks in the league are in the AFC. The AFC East is going to be brutal because the Patriots are going to figure it out eventually. It might not be next season. It might not be in two seasons. The Buffalo Bills are going to be good for a long time with Josh Allen. And Miami Dolphins are a quarterback away from being a tough team to compete with week in and week out. So even if we get 10 wins next year, but I think we, but if we miss the playoffs with 10 wins, I still don't think it's like a crazy season and people are going to get fired. What are you doing to me on February 1st? We're on the we're on the Super Bowl bye week, and you're telling me the Jets are going to win double digit games next year and miss the playoffs? That I I can't I cannot a, handle that. It's a realistic like, possibility. All right, that's a good segue. Into and I don't I don't think and I don't think Robert Sala is getting fired if that's the case. That's my thing. That's why I think the two years thing is right. I don't think it's playoff or bust. Playoffs and everyone's out of here. Joe Douglas is on an extension year. I think this year, you know. So you're Pete, talking. Gonna, you're talking. I'll, I'll clarify for you then. Without yep. putting words in your mouth, it's playoff bust or double digit wins. That's the mandate. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> okay. you got to get double nine wins. wins this year. Because we had what, seven this year? So, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you need double digits. Okay. Double digit. Double. That's that's Greg's mandate. Forget forget the Jets' mandate. Greg's mandate. Even if, I mean, you said it's February 1st. Dude, the defense just, or the offense just can't be like bottom third of the league. Like, the offense has to look competent. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about realistic options here because when you're talking about offense, we're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah. The news that we have, good riddance to Tom Brady. He sucks. He's gone. I believe no it when I see it. Okay, I believe it. He's done. Number two, we have Derek Carr, who I'm so thankful for people like Connor Rogers, people like Connor Hughes. People like Joe Caparoso who finally have the guts to come out and say, he's just not going to fit on this team. Derek Carr is just not going to fit on this team, man. When you look into his stats, his cold weather stats, like I keep bringing up, and we're talking about like half a season worth. It's not like one or two games. Talking about like, he's bad. He's very bad in the cold. He's going to be expensive. It's not going to work here with Derek Carr, in my opinion. But he is a realistic option. We have Jimmy G, who's definitely not coming to the 49ers in one of the most interesting press conferences I've ever seen uh, with Kyle Shanahan today. You should have asked him, what do you think about Jimmy? And he could have been talking about Jimmy Ward or uh, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. He's like, no, no, I knew. I knew you. He's like, he's not coming back here, which is interesting. Yeah. Now that I mentioned Jimmy Ward, side tangent real quick, the safety from San Francisco, who I've been having Instagram in live. <laughs> he went on Instagram talking about how, he, how it got cut off a little bit, but he went into... Kyle Shanahan's office and told him he doesn't want to play slot corner anymore. He wants to go back to his traditional safety spot. And he's like, you want to get benched? That was his answer. So Wild. a guy I've been looking at for a couple of months here, Jimmy Ward as a free agent. I feel like he's going to have a spot on the Jets, maybe a prove it year deal too, which is really nice. He's a really good player and we need safety. So that's a side tangent. Jimmy G looks like he's going to be free. There's really only three realistic spots for him, in my, in my opinion, and that's going to be the Jets, the Raiders. I, I, I'm i going to say Giants. I, I know. I know that's crazy. I know no one wants to say that. I'm going to throw in the Rams as four, just in case. You know what I mean? Stafford, who knows? Yeah. You know, they, they have the right offense. The Giants, I don't know. They Another side tangent here, just a little one. I don't know what is going to happen with DJ and Saquon, but they said the GM today said, according to Connor Hughes, is they are in negotiations a little bit with Saquon again, and they were really far apart at the de- last deadline, and they haven't talked to DJ yet. So who knows? So that's all, I'm just going to say that as an example. You mentioned Keith Carter. We got Ryan Tannehill. He's a $19 million cap dead cap cut with the, for the Titans. Who might be looking to rebuild? I don't know though. They have Derrick Henry and maybe Vrabel's on, you know, who knows over there. So they have Tanhill if they're trying to move on from him. Yep. Those right, are the realistic options. What Malik Willis. Well, they and then they really they like Dobbs so much that they started him, you know, over him. So who, who knows what goes on there? Maybe they're pretty good. Josh him. Jobs towards the end of the season, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, maybe or they're going to draft the season to make the playoffs. Maybe they're going to draft somebody else. 
Yeah. But this is all about who can fit with this guy right here, man. Who can fit with this guy right here, Nate Hackett. Those are the realistic options. Lamar Jackson is going to get exclusive tagged, which means the Ravens, yes, pay a little bit more, but they could set the, the price on him. It could be, it's not going to be two first round picks. It's going to be at least two first round picks. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be $200 million plus, maybe 250 guaranteed, plus at least three first round picks. Those are the, the like those those are the options, and that's why. For me, I just can't stop talking about the duo. I just can't stop talking about the Hackett Rogers duo. Yeah. So, but before before we get into the full, I, I don't want to beat the dead horse, right? But I mean, he he did he did. It is Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, so once a week we have a new clip of Aaron Rodgers talking about our New York Jets. He's not talking about the Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders. He's not talking about the San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco. He's, a bit yep. of, he's not talking about he's not talking about anyone. He's not talking about the Titans, even though he's in Tennessee hanging out everyone's acres in Tennessee. He's only talking about the New York Jets and sometimes the Colts because Pat McAfee always likes to slip them in. But <laughs> the Jets are always the top. But we'll get to that in a second. Before we do that. Any of the quote-unquote realistic quarterbacks that we mentioned, I mean, that's the market. That's what's available. Oh, also, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, right? Because yep. in my opinion, I'm going to guess that Derek Carr is going to end up in Carolina, which means Sam Darnold, maybe he's the backup, maybe looking for somewhere else. Geno Smith's going to go back to Seattle. He's, I guess he's realistic, technically, but he's gonna, I think he's going to go back to Seattle. I think, I think so, Jimmy, G's, Jimmy G's going to settle back in Vegas, but Baker Mayfield... You know, maybe he wants to get a shot back in New York. We're all called stupid when Baker Mayfield was doing well and Sam Donald wasn't, right? Like, oh, I, I remember I remember diehard Jets fans coming up to me, season ticket holders. I can't believe the Jets didn't get Baker Mayfield. Oh, we missed out because he had like that little run. All right, here he is. I'll never like, forget when he came in for his first game against, and it happened to be against us. It's always against the Come Jets. Come back and won that game. It's always against us. Absolutely. <laughs> So, and, you know, here it is. So before we get into Aaron, before we get into his, what he said on the Pat McAfee show regarding the Jets and Nate Hackett, the quote-unquote realistic options, because, you know, I'm the, I'm the delusional Jets fan, right? I always want, you know, the, 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 the fool's gold at, at the end. Like Woody Johnson, worst owner, right? Everyone tells me. He's, such a, such a, such, he's a fan, fan owner. So what do you think, Greg? Tell me. What are, what, out of these realistic options, who, who's going to work with, with, with this uh, – Nate Hackett and Keith Carter, because Salah's not touching this offense. Salah has nothing to do yeah. with this offense. You know, he's not even going near it. Yeah, I don't know. I was just looking up. I got to find – I'll try to find for next week's episode Derek Carr's games where um, he played in the freezing cold because I see everywhere the stats that they have, but I don't see when the actual games were. I don't know if three of them were his rookie season and he stunk. I don't know if he was going up against the – the 2000, you know, seven Fair. Patriots every year or whatever it is. Okay. Um, so we'll deep dive. Yeah. We'll do a little deep dive in it. Cause I see everyone talking about it, but I don't know if he's just playing awesome teams or if his team sunk or what the deal was. So we got to look into that. Um, uh, as far as quarterback goes, if you can't, if you take out the whole cold weather thing, I do really think Derek Carr is the best option. If it's not Aaron Rodgers, obviously Aaron Rodgers, number one. But to me, even with Lamar Jackson, if it's three first round picks, that's tough. The money's one thing. I don't mind the money because it's not my money. But, and I don't think it's going to kill the cap. It seems like the cap's going up. That's another thing that came out this week about the cap moving up, moved up a significant amount. It's probably going to keep moving up a significant amount. Teams are getting bought, there's more money being spent. Bidding rights are going crazy through whether it's Amazon getting involved, all these other, you know, broadcast people are getting involved. So broadcasting, you know, revenues going up. Um, so to me, I feel like Derek Carr's the best option. No picks involved. Gonna have to pay him some money, but not probably a ton of money compared to other quarterbacks. What's if he gets I cut? Think he, yeah, I think he gets cut. I don't think he gets traded. But if, yeah, I mean. They haven't given yeah. him permission to find a, a a trade partner yet. He has a no trade clause. And so, what they, happens if he doesn't get cut? Well, they owe they owe him a bonus uh, a couple of days after the Super Bowl. I think three days after the Super Bowl. So right. they're not going to pay it. 
Right. So yeah. if he either gets cut or they pay him six million dollars or five million dollars, whatever the bonus. No, they, is. if he gets if he gets cut, he gets six million dollars. If they keep him past that deadline, he gets a lot more. I can get you that exact figure. Okay. Uh, if you want, he gets he gets. Okay. Uh, I think it's around thirty million. So do you think he's going to get cut? He has his full is his his full salary is guaranteed if he's if he's on the roster February fifteenth. And what's his full? Do we know his full salary? It's got to be thirty thirty something million. Thirty five. Thirty four point yeah. eight two. Yeah, it's thirty five. Yeah. So thirty million dollar question is within the week is Derek Carr going to be cut? I think that's probably the case. The way everything's been looking. Um. So, yeah, I think that's the best option. I mean, the other names that you're throwing out there, I think Ryan Tannehill is just a little too beat up, a little too old. I mean, if he has another season or two in him. But even with even with Rodgers, even with all these guys, what's the long-term thing? Are we holding on to Zach Wilson and hoping that Nathaniel Hackett and whoever else we bring in here at the QB coach can fix Zach Wilson for the long term? Well, I think no matter what, Greg, we are looking for a new quarterback in two years. No matter who is our quarterback this offseason, out of all the players we've mentioned here, including the youngest of them all, like including Baker, you know, even if we bring Sam, Gino, it doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, in two years, we're looking for a new quarterback. So, in a way, it matters that Zach Wilson is on the squad and he continues to get better. He needs to keep getting better. He's not going anywhere. Right. We're not trading him, and he's going to have another opportunity. No matter what, whether it's a veteran or whether it's somebody middle of the road that he's actually going to have a chance to compete with. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if it is Baker, Sam, Gardner, Minshew, whoever it might be, any of those guys, he's going to compete. Yeah. You know, Heineke. But we all know why we're, we, you know, we're all here for we're one here for one guy, one guy only. There's only one way this offseason is a rounding success, and if it's we sign number twelve. So I'm wearing a number twelve. Yes, luckily you are. the Jets retired number twelve. Not that other guy. The Jets retired number twelve. Mister Joe Namath came out and said he's willing to give Aaron the number twelve, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, let's see, let's see what Aaron Rodgers had to say on the Pat McAfee show regarding Nate Hackett. We just got Nate Hackett, so yeah, it's got to be a hot topic. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and and have created those really special rooms to play in, special feelings on game day, made the weeks better. Obviously, Nathaniel's one of those guys. I would say there's been a handful of coaches over the years who've been just on another different level, you know, guys who just kind of bonded with more than other guys. And it's not a shot at any, any other coach you've played with. It's just humans. Just like with teammates. Some, some guys you really you love uh, – and, and some guys you love and you spend more time with them off the field. Um, that's why having Tom back there this year was so special because Tom has always had a special place in my heart because he was the guy that really raised me up as a young player and, and spent hours and hours and hours with me on fundamentals and reads and fronts and pressures and coverages and, and becoming an expert at the offense. You know, so I always love Tom and I love spending time with Tom um, over the years. 
Luke Getze is always going to be a close a close one for me because he's just such a special guy. You know? Interesting. He said Nathaniel. Could be anybody, though. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Pat McAfee teed up the question asking about whether or not coaching hires matter or yep. whether or not we're just playing fanboy, fan fiction, as some people like to call it. Yep. And speaking of fan fiction, if you're watching on our YouTube right now, here's some fan fiction for you. That's a nice looking offense, John. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Greg. The rumor that has come out today, the new news. So the new news of the week, right? I feel like it's, it, it's Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, but now it's Aaron Rodgers week. What happened this week of Aaron Rodgers? We got yep. Packers want to trade him from 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 the reporters. So it's coming from Green Bay. We have Aaron Rodgers saying it's pretty interesting that the Packers are talking about trading him without his without talking to him about it first. So basically the last time he spoke to them was the exit meeting and that was really it. And he's been on vacation. Also, I know he gets a lot of heat about essentially everything. However, he has this demeanor and he also specifically mentioned everything right now should be about the Eagles and the Chiefs. And he's the man for doing that. Like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want the headline to be about Aaron Rodgers he know he, like he mentioned two weeks ago or last week uh, rather. I can't believe this news is coming out. We're not even at the Pro Bowl week, you know. We're not even at the at the Super Bowl bye week yet. We're, now we're here. We're at the Super Bowl bye week, and more news is coming out. More coaching hires, and I think he feels the heat. He mentioned he's going to be on Pat McAfee show next Tuesday, but I think the Tuesday after the Super Bowl is the real episode. I'm, I'm I. That for me is my pinpoint yeah. date because don't forget Derek Carr is due on the 15th. Super Bowl 12th, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday 14th slash Valentine's Day. Derek Carr, we find out exactly what's going to happen last possible date by Wednesday. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, we're, I also think some there's going to be some coaching uh, maneuvers from the Eagles and Chiefs that move around too. It's going to be a fun yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But just sticking with Aaron Rodgers here, the rumor, the last rumor is the Jets are. This is actual rumor. This is not really sourced. This is Twitter rumors uh, by somebody who's on and off. I would say Jets are prepared to offer a lucrative trade including at least one first-round pick either this year or next year. Plus, I'm going to assume at least one day-two pick from either this year or next year. So some sort of mix, but at least one real, not conditional, like real first-round pick. And we stand at 13 right now. What are your thoughts about this? I mean, we know. you, You already said it's only successful if Aaron Rodgers comes here and kind of Fills this circle. We've mentioned that Aaron Rodgers is a two-time MVP with Nate Hackett, and apparently that's a knock on Nate Hackett. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. What do you think, man? What do you think about the trade stuff? What do you think about the Aaron Rodgers rumors? Am I just being crazy? Is Jet Nation just, just being set up to be same old Jets and fall right out, flat on their face? What are your thoughts here? You know, I guess was I saw someone tweeted out the other day. I, I, I didn't save it. And I'm mad at myself because it was it was funny. It made me laugh. Was like if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, were like the 15 time defending off season champions. I feel like every off season we spin something into how the Jets won the off season, and for 15 years since we made the playoffs, it hasn't made a single difference. So. With Aaron Rodgers, I think it's a little different, obviously. He's a future Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, um, multiple MVP winner. So I think that's a little different than any of the other offseason wins we've had over the last decade and a half. Um, Dude, I think no matter what the package is, if it's not crazy, like Lamar's three first-round picks, I think is a little crazy. Even then, though, it's something I would think about. And 250 Um, mil, but that's cap. The whole thing with Aaron yeah. Rodgers is only fifteen million cash. Fifteen million, right? That's a wide receiver. That's a 
an okay defensive end. That's a, that's you know, half of Daniel Jones's supposed cap this year. That's half of Derek Carr's cap if you trade for him. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, that's why I think it's worth you know, like you said, if it's a first round pick this year, then maybe it's like a second round swap because they have a higher pick than us, and then it, you know. It's a, then a, a day two pick next year or something like that. I'm completely fine with the 13th pick is tough to lose. It, obviously, yeah. we would prefer to trade next year's first round pick, but they would prefer to have this year's first round pick and yeah. they're trading us a future Hall of Famer. So, um, and they know that there's no cap hit, <laughs> they're aware. <laughs> yeah, that's why they designed it that way. I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't come up with that by accident. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I definitely think it's, it's all the conversation is going to be around the 13th pick. If we do that, maybe it is, like I said, a second-round swap, so we move up a little bit in the second round so we can still try to get an offensive lineman there in the second round because I think that's where we need to focus our attention this offseason. But also, too, through free agency, we maybe we can address that. I haven't looked yet. Thank God the Jets have had a good enough season. I'm not familiar with the offensive lineman free agency market for this for this free, you know offseason. Oh, I am. So, oh, um, I am. Yeah, so you know, there, there's, there's, there's things we have to address. One of the ways to address that is through the draft. If we give up our first and second round pick, it definitely makes it a lot harder to address serious needs with the draft. But that being said, Joe Douglas has showed us he can do some pretty good damage with third, fourth, fifth round picks, a la Michael Clemens, a la Max Mitchell before he went down with a serious injury. You know, there's a couple other people there too. So I think whatever the package is for Rodgers is you got to you got to do it. You got to buy it. You got to say yes. Get him in the building. Get to the playoffs and then go from there because like you said on the screen with us Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, plus a whole bunch of other weapons we don't have here, plus an offensive line, plus free agents that are coming into play with Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden, you're looking at a really good offense that can take huge leaps because we were so bad last year. And we need to be mediocre. If we're a great offense, that's awesome. If we're a mediocre offense, I think what was it? If we won, if we scored seventeen points a game, we would have made the playoffs this year. We couldn't do that because our defense is just so damn good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were. What we're do you talking, think? Do you, th- do you think it's too rich? Do you think you you wouldn't trade the thirteenth overall pick for Aaron Rodgers? That's the thing, man. We're talking Mike McGlinchey here. Like, if Mike McGlinchey, the free agent right tackle from Notre Dame and obviously San Francisco, who had an off, you know, not not the best year of his career, probably the worst mm-hmm. year of his NFL career, which is fine. He did pretty good, <laughs> you know, if that's his worst year. If we could sign him at right tackle for a bargain deal, then I'm okay with, you know, not selecting one of the big boy offensive linemen that are going to be available at 13. My whole thing is like start week one this coming season. We have a stud right tackle. We have the best right tackle in the last 10 years drafted. Joe Douglas absolutely knocked it out of the park. He's healthy. He's dominant. He's going to go to a Pro Bowl this year, just like. You think hypothetical? Yeah, like hypothetical. Hypothetical season. Okay. Yeah, hypothetical this coming season. He has an incredibly similar to Sauce Gardner. Like he has a Sauce Gardner type year, but at the right tackle position. And Zach Wilson's our quarterback week one, or Ryan Tannehill's our quarterback week one, or Derek Carr's our quarterback week one. How far do we get compared to a George Fant-type guy who is not that good at right tackle, who's old and beat up, is in and out of the lineup, but we have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Which which one of those two teams, Team A with a stud rookie right tackle or Team B with Aaron Rodgers, who's getting farther this coming season? Who's winning more games? Can we have Mike McGlinchey or not? <laughs> Does that yeah. be George fan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could be whoever you want. You want we're to good Mike to go. McGlinchey, if you want to be George fan, say it's the worst right tackle. Say it's the worst right tackle of the last 20 years in the NFL. <laughs> He's, that's a jet for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever the worst right tackle is for the last 20 years is starting at our right tackle position. But we have Aaron freaking Rodgers <laughs> at quarterback for a whole season. I got you. I just there is a scenario where Aaron Rodgers comes here, Greg. He's amazing, and he's eight and three, and then he tears his bicep because our right tackle stinks. <laughs> you know, of we don't have a center. Of I mean, you know, and that's Brett Favre literally all over again. 
And that's and I'm haunted by these things, Greg. These things keep me up at night. Yeah. Understandable. I, I feel like you can't operate like that. It's tough to do. But yeah, injury's definitely a thing. Him losing it's definitely a thing. I mean, he's an older guy. He could wake up one day and not be able to throw the football. We saw it with Payne Man, um, we saw it with a few other guys. I don't think that's the case for Aaron Rodgers. We saw but, his last year. And that brings us to the super to the to the senior bowl here, Greg. Yeah. Where Talking offensive linemen, there's a couple offensive linemen at the senior bowl here that I've had my eye on. Yeah, I like that they're doing the senior. I like the senior bowl week, the pro bowl. It's all the week before the the um, the Super Bowl. So there's a ton of reporters down there, a ton of people covering it. It's cool this year, too, with the senior bowl, how last year it was like the Jets and was it the Lions? Was the other team with us down there at the, yep. the Senior Bowl? Yep. This year, it's like a mix of teams. Well, because and, they have the East and West Shrine Bowl that yep. they're trying to that they're trying to pick up, and so they're now rotating staffs between coaching staffs there versus the Senior Bowl, and then sending coordinators to the other one. So this year, the coordinators are at the Senior Bowl. Yep, and the coaches are at the East versus West Shrine Bowl, which I've never paid attention to. Yeah, it's cool. So this year, you know, one of the – it's just funny, like all full circle, man. One of the tackles we've been talking about for so long here. And, again, this is – these um, these measurements were all uh, from uh, the Senior Bowl Twitter account uh, that if you're watching on our YouTube here. But we have this tackle here, Blake Freeland, who we've been talking about for <laughs> like three years now, it feels like, because of Zach Wilson. Because, yep. you know, he's been uh, – a star tackle, star love tackle at BYU. The the guy he's listed at six eight, but in reality he's six seven and a half, basically three hundred twelve pans, ten inch hands, eighty two and five eighths wingspan, and thirty four inch arms. I mean, the guy's a, he's a big dude. He had an okay day one. He but he got he, he got kind of worked uh, the last couple of days, so that's not great. On the other hand, yeah, so a couple reps today weren't weren't spectacular, but dude, with these things, it's just so cool. It's so cool. Like I remember last year, you, me, and Alex talking about Christian Watson going back and forth about him for two or three weeks, then all leading up to the draft, and then seeing the season he's had. That's why you and I love watching college football. That's why we like talking about this stuff in the off season because this is where you get a first look at guys who are gonna have a role somewhere in the league at some point and hopefully it's a good role with the Jets. Yeah, we'll 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 get the wide receivers here a little bit. There's a there's a couple that are really catching my eye in the yep. senior bowl as well. <laughs> um but there's three offensive linemen in reality if we were to stay at 13, right? There's there's Broderick Jones. I mean there's 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 Dewan Jones who's at the senior bowl here. Um there's Paris Johnson Yep. Also from Ohio State. And we got, uh, I can't say his last name, that, that kid from uh, Northwestern, right? The tackle. Yes. Yep. Peter Swarovski or something. Those are the three that we pick if we, if we were sitting there. Whoever drops, we're taking one of them. Yep. Dewan Jones, he's trying to build his stock up. He feels like one of those guys like Tyler Linderbaum that I'm watching all year long. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. What's wrong with him? But I think his issue was he was undersized. Underbomb, his measurables actually came in small. And then he kept dropping, ended up, you know, the Ravens scooping him. And I was so excited about that. And he had an amazing year. And nobody yeah. talks about that. Like everyone told me last year it's stupid. No one drafts a center this high. It's dumb. He's small. He has to be one of the best centers in the league <laughs> as a rookie. I, I don't understand. I think Dewan Jones, the right tackle, is an absolute mammoth of a man. Mammoth, Greg. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see him participating in this because I didn't think that he really needed to. Funny you say that. He dominated so much on day one. I don't know if you know this. He just he did not practice uh, on the second day, and which is like apparently the big ramp up day on Wednesday. Yeah, they were recording. It's apparently the, he is he did not practice for a non injury reason. I think he just dominated so much on Tuesdays. Like, dude, I'm good. He has he has the largest wingspan uh, measured here with eighty nine and four eights, dude. He makes Freeland look like 
Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> it's insane when you look at these measurables up like side by side by side. So definitely check us out on the YouTube, Knicks, Jets, etc. on the YouTube channel there. It's insane to look at some of these numbers. Like you said 89 and a half on the uh the wingspan. I mean, it's absolute monster. 11 and 3 it's on the hand size. It's crazy. <laughs> so 6 he, 8. <laughs> dude, yeah, so I would like Aaron Rodgers, but I would also like Dewan Jones. Like, I want to just keep this first round pick. Like, forget McClinchy for a second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take Dewan Jones, put him as right tackle. You're going to have AVT as right guard. Maybe Becton is actually healthy at left tackle. If not, maybe that's where you actually spend the money in free agency. Maybe that's where you make, you know, a real trade. Maybe that's where you kind of figure something out at left tackle. We also have the center who is a free agent in McGovern. So who knows what's going to happen there. There's John Michael Schmitz, who I've been watching all year. Greg, you know this from my Minnesota. Oh, man. If we get the Minnesota center and we get Mo Ibrahim, everything's going to come together. I'm going to go find episodes. There's no way we're getting Ibrahim. He looks like he's everywhere he's projected. He's going to go so late. He's yeah, going to go, like, fifth round, maybe undrafted, like, stuff like that. Dude, if we have his center, and after what happened with Bam Knight, if Moabrahim becomes our next Bam Knight after what Bam Knight did for us in NC State, we were screaming his name. I mean, tell me watching college football is not valuable, man. Dude, yeah, and also, too, like, to your point, Minnesota's had a good rushing offense for the last two or three years. So this guy's been a focal point of it. You know, 6'3", 306. The real thing for me is the arm size, 32 and 6 ace. It's not the biggest, but for center, I think that's not terrible, if I remember correctly. Um, I know for, like, on the outside, you want, like, 34 and above. But, dude, yeah. we need a center. We talked about it last year with Linderbaum. We talked about it a couple years ago with the guy that's on the Chiefs now, right? Um, Weren't you saying we should get him, too? I forget his name, the Chiefs center right now. Oh, yeah, uh, Creed Humphrey from Creed Oklahoma. Humphrey. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I was I was an idiot for that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a few years we've been talking about center, so we gotta address it at some point. Um yeah, Schmidt's a good guy. I don't, I don't know where he's projected to go right now. I gotta do a couple mock drafts over the next week or two to get me revved up for after the Super Bowl when we really dive into this stuff. Um, but if he's a late round guy, maybe it's someone that we can get, maybe someone that we can develop a little bit. I would love it. As we know from this season, we need depth at the offensive line position. So here's what I'm worried about, though, Greg. If we have a veteran quarterback, if it's Aaron Rodgers, he's you think he's really going to want to have a, a rookie center. Those no. are the things. Those are, yeah, those are the things that. If we get Aaron Rodgers, though, some veteran center will come play center for the Jets for two years. Listen, man, that's never worked for the Jets. No veteran offensive line signing has worked for the Jets. Uh that's not true. That's not true. Morgan Moses, Morgan, Morgan Moses, two years Fair. ago was good. Yeah. Phantom was good two years ago that we kept him around. I think that Dwayne Brown's going to have offseason surgery, and if he's healthy, I think he comes back. If we get like Rodgers, maybe he's not good enough to start for us. He shouldn't be starting for us. To your point, maybe it's Mackay Becton, but um, maybe he's a you know a rotational piece. You know, if someone gets hurt. And this way, you know, you're a veteran guy, a savvy guy. You can help train up the young guys and um, AVT and Becton and then fill in if need be, God willing. I think we've had okay. We've had some okay. We've definitely missed a lot at the offensive line position. And we've kept taking shots at the offensive line position because it's such a need. So we have to keep drafting. We have to keep addressing it. It's not going anywhere. It's one of the most important positions in all football. We just haven't had a good offensive line in 15 years. And there's a reason why we haven't been to the playoffs in 15 years. Facts, facts. I mean, speaking of the wide receiver position, there's a couple of guys out here in the senior bowl that I've been screaming about. I think my Christian Watson this year is Andrea Yeshivas. I think that's how you say his name from Princeton. He's an absolute monster. Um, I have to look up what the word hep- heptathlon. I still don't even know if I can say it correctly. Six, right? Six events or whatever, five events. Because he was breaking the record for 60 meters. He might he might get a 4-240. Yeah. 
Right. It's a, right. His his big thing is the measurables are off the chart, similar to kind of Christian Watson, right? Yeah, I could. I'll uh, I'll pull up his measurables, but he's also been impressing uh, and kind of moving up the charts along with. And here we go again. Uh, the other BYU wide receiver, which is interesting here because it was noted a couple times by a couple different reporters that the quarterback position at the Senior Bowl this year not doing anybody any favors. Uh, they mentioned Rashi Rice from SMU who had a phenomenal year. They mentioned maybe he, you know, the the wide receiver position didn't really do much. Uh, I mean, the quarterback position didn't do much to help the wide receiver position. Andre Yeshivas uh, clocked in at 6'2", 212 pounds, 76 and 6'8 wingspan, 31 5'8 arm, 8 and 5'8 hand, 6'2", 212. He's a beast, man. I mean, I I, I could pull up highlights for you uh, if, if you want, but he's um, he's really been impressing me. There's Jalen Reed as well. There's a, there's a couple of good guys out here. I'm really excited for this actual game to happen. Is there anybody? I know you said you haven't done a deep dive here. And you kind of wanted to know about specific positions. So I ask you, have you, is there anybody that's been on your mind from, from, the, from the Senior Bowl? Are there any specific positions that you're looking at? I know Hendon Hooker, Tennessee quarterback, he's there too. Max Duggan, a couple of quarterbacks that maybe might be interested in taking late. Any other position? The cornerbacks have been looked okay, but the wide receivers have been looking pretty good, especially Reed and uh, Yeshivas on them. So, Yeah, I'm pulling up the rosters real quick. I know that the, the DBs have been talked about a good amount, to your point, um, and the wide receivers. Those have been the kind of the big highlight matchups, which is true kind of in the NFL now, right? It's a passing league. It's a wide receiver and DB league. We luckily have two great young guys in Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. So I think we're all set at that position, which is a godsend if it's true. That would be great. <laughs> the quarterback thing threw me off a little bit because I think the quarterbacks here are okay. They're not incredible. But I saw Malik Cunningham was on one. That's a guy, if you follow Winning Pigs Weekly, <laughs> that me and Chip talked about quite a lot over the last year or so. Um, and now I'm just trying to find real quick the uh, – the quarterbacks for the other team. But to me, there's no real... I like uh, the kid from Houston. What was the name? Uh, uh, Clayton Toon. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good year, too. Obviously, he had not hooker, yeah. Max Duggan, but um, those guys are going to be fine. Right? They have not looked good. Yeah. Um, to me, it's really it's offensive line. It's, it's what we need. So I think I think maybe next episode we kind of do a deep dive once the Senior Bowl finishes up and we get tape and game film from these guys. Next episode, we do a little bit of a deep dive into our roster and what we need position-wise because to me, something that I always bring up, even though the Jets are adamant that we're okay here, is the linebacker position. And what what are these guys bringing to the table? Because this is somewhere where we talked about again last year, Chanel. We talked about a few different guys that were third, fourth, fifth round guys that had pretty good seasons, pretty good impacts on their teams that played in the Senior Bowl last year. So maybe there is a linebacker out here somewhere that we can find to fill a role for us. Because I, like I said, despite what our coaches say, I really do think that a linebacker is a need for us. Andre Carter from Army's out here. I like I like to see that. Go Army, beat Navy. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple guys here to keep your eye on. Hutchinson from Iowa State as well. Of course, uh, Tank has been a beast. Uh, Tank Dell, uh, he's been good too. So a couple wide receivers to keep your eye on. Again, uh, Yeshivas is still my guy here. Uh, Reed, good. SMU kid, BYU kid, Hutchinson. Man, I am really excited about this senior bowl. A couple of Michigan offensive linemen out there. They always have good they always have good offensive linemen. There's a lot of people to watch here. Uh, you know, luckily for us, it's the first time in a long time I can say there's a few position groups that we we're kind of okay at. I think we're okay at tight end. I think we're okay at running back. Maybe we do need one because Brees Hall might not be ready for the start of the season. So maybe I got a name you know, for you, Greg. I got a name for you, and he's not a rookie. Does it begin with? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 
I, th- I thought you were talking about in the Senior Bowl, but I know who you're going to say. Who in the Senior Bowl? What do you like? Uh, the guy from Tulane, Spears. We Dude, talked about so Tulane. Good. I want all the Tulane defensive players, by the way, that are coming. Yeah, out. that's yeah, what I'm the- saying. There's a Tulane linebacker. There's a couple Tulane guys that it's like, okay, maybe that's like for us. Like we said, once we we did a dive, we did a lot of Senior Bowl stuff last year. If we keep up with it this year, I, I think that we're going to find a couple good people. Our coaching staff isn't coaching the team, so we're not as involved as an organization with the Senior Bowl. But still, there are some good guys here. Tulane had an incredible defense, had their best football season ever as a program. There's a reason why that is. They had really good players on that team. So it's not a school that you really see drafted a ton in the NFL. Maybe a guy falls around or two because of it. Dorian Williams, McCon Clark, and Larry Brooks. Those are the three guys I have my eye on from Tulane. I would love any of those. Two two of those are safeties. Dorian Williams is the backer. So that, that would be great, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get into we'll get into the full deep dives. Uh, Jamal Williams was the running back name. Sorry, just before we moved on, that's the name you were gonna throw out there, right? Oh yeah, I was about to get to it. Oh, I sorry, to get to sorry. It. yeah, I no, I got you. Fine. No, no problem, no problem, bro. I'm about to get to it because I don't know if Michael Carter's cutting it on the squad and Brees Hall's done. But yes, Jamal Williams, I've been screaming at you via text about it. Coming out, he listen. There's a reason that players like Jamal Williams go to good morning football during the offseason. There's a reason for it. He is marketing himself. He's marketing yep. himself in the in the middle of the games. He's a fun fun guy, fun character. He's marketing himself now on NFL Network in the morning. He's looking for a new contract, Greg. 15 million still- over 3 was- years with like 7 to 8 guaranteed is a is a decent running back contract somehow some way. Crazy. You add that with Brees. You had Jamal Williams, who led the league in touchdowns. Everyone complains about Nate Hackett being the red zone guy. Great. Everyone complains about Jamal Williams being a red zone guy. Great. <laughs> let's put them together and like let's see what happens with Brees Hall behind them. If you can give me Jamal Williams, Brees Hall, Bam Knight, and Mo Ibrahim. I mean, I mean, dude, come on. I mean, that'd be the best running yeah. back room. I and two of those are un, would probably be undrafted free agents. That would be the that'd be the if Mo Ibrahim doesn't get drafted before the fifth round, then I would say there's honestly an outside shot. I would assume it's because of injury risk. I would assume that's why he's not getting drafted that high because before he went down with an injury last season, he was unbelievable. Well, think about it. Running back start in the second round. Maybe yeah. B. John Robinson goes in the first, but running backs start in the second round. So you're already at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? It's still yeah. there. So like but if, if Mo Ibrahim was never hurt, he would be a second round pick, no doubt or no problem. Yeah. You know, the the, the Rams would take him with the, their first pick of the draft because they'd never have a first round pick because they need a running back. And Listen, to your man. point, Robinson will be gone by that point. Listen, man, sometimes we talk here and it makes sense to us. And then they come and they tell us that Tariq Woolen's gonna suck at cornerback. And then all of a sudden, Terry Wollin's the best cornerback ever. And I'm just like, I know. I've been, I was <laughs> screaming his name every minute of the draft. <laughs> like, why don't we take Wollin? Why don't we take Wollin? Yep. And then all of a sudden, and then the same thing with DK Metcalf. Everyone told me DK Metcalf is going to suck because he's too big and he can't make cuts. And they made me believe it. And then he ended up being, oh, amazing because he's big and jacked and he could make cuts. Ah, <sighs> Greg, I'm Crazy. so excited about this draft. But dude, when I, like, when I'm looking, when I'm looking at, just to close this up right here, we end up talking running backs. Uh, oh, yeah, also McDuffie's. I'm talking cornerback McDuffie's last year. I, everyone told him McDuffie's going to suck, too, from Washington. He's, he's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. He's ranked by CBS Sports NFL draft prospect rankings. He's number 226. Moe Ibrahim in general. It's crazy. Out of the running backs, he's 19. The reason why I brought up McDuffie is because the Georgia Tech running back, Dylan McDuffie, is right behind him. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so like I said, something something, ha- something happened. I mean, he was absolutely electric before he got injured. So. He's going to be a Jet. He's gonna, that's that's going to be the guy that I'm screaming about once undrafted free, once the, the draft ends or like towards the end there when I'm just like, we're staring at six-round picks. It's going to be... I'm calling it right now. I'm already my. I'm already starting to get my guys. I'm already 
This Andre Yeshiva is doing well at senior bowl is crapping my style, Greg. Yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be the Christian Watson guy. He's gonna be moving up and it's gonna hurt me inside. Because we're not yep. gonna get him. He's gonna be too high. But he's one he's one guy. If he falls, I need him. Two lane guys, the safeties and the linebacker, those have been my guys too. I'm so pissed that Jared Verse is in here. Oh, it hurts my insides. But be, right, I know, and he'll be a top 15 pick next year. We'll I know. We'll get, we'll, get, we'll, get to that, we'll get to that next year. But Mo Ibrahim, bro, and Tory and Taylor, the punter from Iowa. I, wonder, <laughs> I need them, bro. I, I, wonder, I, I wonder where Jack Campbell goes to, the linebacker from Iowa. He, he was looking yeah. okay, too. But he kind of gives me Chess Surratt vibes. Like where like I like him too much and he's just like a middle of the road, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But that wraps it up here, Greg. Unless you have anything else to add? No, I think that was a great episode talking about Aaron Rodgers, Nathaniel Hackett, doing a little Pro Bowl or a Senior Bowl talk, and then talking a little Jets running back. I was talking running backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely good to keep the realistic options on our in our on our brain when it comes to quarterback. It's good to keep the the narrative just on a, a little bit of a straight line when we talk about Nate Hackett and Keith Carter like let's not get a little too crazy here um and just to keep updating this little roster take a look at the offensive tackle free agents let us know who you guys like yeah for for, for, for tackle free agents uh if there's any NFL guy um if there's any uh rookies Senior that you have your eye rookies. on for the draft Anybody for the Senior Bowl? Anybody in the East-West Shrine Bowl that you got your eye on? Let us know. And yeah, man, I'm excited for this offseason, dude. It's it's coming. The next two, two, it's just my whole life revolves around Tuesdays right now because of Aaron <laughs> Rodgers Tuesday. It's just like, it, it's so good. I cannot wait until next Tuesday. I cannot wait until the Super Bowl plays. And then we have the Monday after where maybe Eric Bieniemy moves. Maybe other Finally. coaches move. A car comes to an end. I mean, Tom Brady dropped today. <laughs> it's it's coming, dude. Jimmy G news dropped today. All of a sudden, Denver has a coach. I mean, where's James Winston going? That's how we're going to end this. Before you like, subscribe to our YouTube. Rate five stars. Before you rate five stars. Before you leave us a comment on any audio listening platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, you name it, we are there. We also have winning picks weekly. Check us out for the Super Bowl picks. I have a five dollar to win five, fifth to win fifteen thousand parlay, nineteen leg, and six of them hit already. And we're going pretty good in the division today with the Celtics killing the Nets. So tune in over there for some crazy parlays. Greg, how would you feel if we're sitting on the corner, Jameis Winston down in Nova? Such a such a such a fine sight to see. I'd be okay with it. It would um, be wild. It wouldn't be what we want, <laughs> but I would be okay with it because it's like Zach Wilson on steroids. A guy that <laughs> James guy Wilson that, and Zach Wilson in one room. That must be hell for Nate. That <laughs> has to be the two opposite ends of everything. I can't imagine what those guys are talking about. Okay, but. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a guy that can't throw a completion, guy that can't throw an accurate pass, but can throw it 60, 70 yards. Who am I talking about right now? Am I talking about Zach Wilson or am I talking about James Woodson? You don't know because they are the same exact guy. But with, with Winston, you get all the antics. You get the, the workout drill videos. You get all the extra stuff. And with Zach Wilson, you get some of that off the, off the field stuff too. But... Uh, it wouldn't be good. It, it would get Robert Sala and these guys fired. We wouldn't be able to make the playoffs. I'd rather have Derek Carr. I love it so much. All right. That wraps it up. Another Jets episode. Tune in next week. Greg's going to give you a little bit of a deep dive on Derek Carr. Yes. Probably the, the last episode before the Derek Carr situation is at least progressed a little bit. I think he's going to end up in Carolina regardless. but And that's going to be interesting because Carolina gets around that 30 to 37 degree mark. Right on that right on that, right on on that, that mark, Greg. So it's going to be interesting when you go into that deep dive. And we're going to have more news about Aaron Rodgers next week. And maybe a wide receiver and a quarterback coach. That'd be and an update on the Senior Bowl. 
Perfect. Let's go Jets. We out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Doctors take field of greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take field of greens. The fruits and vegetables in field of greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.